Jersey is the world. Hi, everybody. Welcome to New Jersey is the world. This episode is brought to you by uh, Lamort sticker subscription. That's patreon.com slash Lamort, L-A-M-O-R-T-E. This is a Patreon being run by one of my favorite artists for a long time, David Lamort, a true New Jersey original. Uh, I can't stress enough. My relationship with this guy goes back well over 10 years at this point. And I've only met him in person a handful of times. And we've had some very awkward conversations, which always make me laugh. The first time we met was actually at Maxwell's in Hoboken. You know how long that place has been closed. I used to get art from David that just kind of vaguely related to the Chris Gethard show. And it was all weird and strange and good. And he'd mail it to random places where he knew I was going to be. He's a really interesting guy. And his art is rad. And he's now running a sticker subscription where for 10 bucks a month, you can sign up. You get monthly stickers mailed to you. It's at patreon.com slash Lamort. There's a lower tier where you can, uh, for $5, pick out one sticker a month. Or you can go big like I did, get in on that $10 tier, get a whole pack of random stickers sent to you. What I'm going to do each month is I'm going to receive my sticker pack and I'm going to go through them. And the ones that are appropriate for my kid, he's going to love because my kid loves stickers. And the ones that are a little more macabre or that crack out of the brain of one of New Jersey's true visionary artists, David Lamort, I'll keep those ones for myself. And I uh, can't stress enough, it's important to support local artists and certainly important to support the people who have supported you over the years. And, and David's always had my back. And I am proud to have his back right now and let you know that you should head to patreon.com slash Lamort. That's L-A-M-O-R-T-E. Sign up today. I think I nailed that, right, Mike D? It was pretty good. You did. And I'll, I'll throw in that I am also a paid subscriber. I actually spend my own money to have Dave Lamort stickers mailed to my home each month and you will find them all over my water bottle and several other places because they, to me they are very like subversively funny um, th- and it takes a second to actually get what they are. You're like, oh wait, now I get the joke. So to be able to do that in a sticker is something that I very much appreciate. Get the stickers, everybody. Decorate your house. Decorate your belongings. Give them to your kids. Spread the subversive messages right to your kids. Mainline that subversion right into their veins at the age of three, as I will with my son. Patreon.com slash Lamort, L-A-M-O-R-T-E. Bonaduce, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. And if you can, still get get the Gabagool sticker, because that's the best one on my hard hat. It's true. Also, the one that says, I believe in yourself. It's like a head of Bigfoot. Pretty awesome. Which is pretty funny. And there's another one that says, you suck right on the top of my hard hat. So whenever somebody's looking down on my hard hat, they can see that. I need to remind everybody, we are recording on a Tuesday. This means that I am currently on call for the ambulance squad in my small Morris County town. So if the pager attached to my hip explodes, Mike D and Bonaduce, you will finish the episode on your own as you see fit. Um, this is coming out on a very special day, a day that in New Jersey I have experienced personally, and it is true retail hell. We are putting this one out on Black Friday, a legendary day. And in a land where malls have such importance, it is a day that has a little bit of weight of it to here uh, to us here in New Jersey. I'll tell you, I've gone to the Willowbrook mall on Black Friday, a couple times. Um, it's intense. 
At least it was years ago when I went. I went when it was really booming as a thing. And it was intense. I went with my brother. We wanted to go check it out. And uh, so my parents still live in Fairfield right up the road. It was pretty wild. You guys ever done the Black Friday thing? I have never done the Black Friday thing. There's never any item that I've wanted to purchase so bad that I would put myself in that uncomfortable situation, especially given how much I dislike large groups of people, especially poorly behaving large groups of people. I um, went to the Willowbrook Mall more for the people watching. I did that twice with my brother. I think I wound up buying a couple things at some of the stores that were less chaotic. But I will tell you, I have also a sentence that I'm amazed I survived mentally and physically. I've been to a Best Buy on Black Friday, and that's just oh, that's got to be the worst. next level mayhem. Nikki Bonaduce, your feelings on Black Friday? Um, I didn't grow up necessarily in a Black Friday family. Um, I married into a Black Friday family who was very big on you know deals and like preparing for you know shopping like that. And uh, God bless you, but. Uh, no, I don't think it's worth it. I'll pay the um, the regular retail markup and not deal with aggravation, having to worry about getting like stampeded by people going to stores, people camping out for days at a time to like get a giant TV for like one hundred and fifty dollars. Like, no, that's okay. I'll pass. Like, it's a segment of humanity that is uh, you know brings out the worst in people. So I need to see it up close. You know, the part of me that. The part of there, there's there is a, has always been a part of me where I'm like, you guys familiar with the uh, Marvel Comics character Owatu the Watcher? Yes. Is he obsessed with being trampled in a, uh, in a mall by so, someone looking for an Elmo doll? No, he's a bald man who stands on the moon, Nick, and he just stares at Earth twenty four seven, and his job is to just watch everything and never interfere. And he's pretty big in the Fantastic Four world. There's a part of me that has always felt a little bit of a similar duty of. Someone needs to see what's happening here. So I'll stand right on the edge of the chaos. And I think I've spent a lot of my life standing on the edge of the chaos. You spent a lot of your time inside the chaos too. Right. Fomenting the chaos, some might say. <laughs> now, Mike, you actually put in some hustle when we decided, we decided this one very last minute. You, uh, you've researched the history of Black Friday. Why don't you fill us in on these bullet points? I did. And so the story of Black Friday that I had always heard was, well, right when... You know, if, if you've ever run a business, it, and this isn't the case anymore, but you talk about being in the red and being in the black, right? And the idea is that deductions, like costs from your business, you, you would write in a ledger in red ink and then black, which is, you know, profit, money you're making, you would write in black ink. And the story that everyone was always told was retail businesses would be in the red all year and then Black Friday would come and people would spend so much money, it would put them into the black for the year. And that always kind of bothered me because as someone who has run both P&Ls and businesses, I was like, well, if you're running a business that's in the red all the way until the end of November, you must be running a really bad business because you're basically losing money for 11 months of the year and counting on one day. So, so I was curious to find out what the origin is. And I can say after researching, we can squarely blame Black Friday on the city of Philadelphia. Excellent. So in the 50s, mm. the term started to be mm. used in Philly Figures. because the Philly cops, basically things got so out of control in Philly the day after Thanksgiving because of all the people from the suburbs coming into the city to shop and also the Army-Navy game as well was there. Uh, so the Philly cops called it Black Friday because just the entire city just sort of devolved into chaos and then... 
you know, year after year of this, it started to become like a big shoplifting day in Philly too. Like, so the whole city would kind of just devolve into bedlam. Um, and so then what happened was the merchants in Philly tried to turn this around and they actually tried to like brand it as big Friday, like a big shopping day. And that was kind of unsuccessful. People still called it black Friday, but it was basically a Philly thing until the mid eighties where it started to slowly catch on in New Jersey and New York. And this wasn't really a national thing, kind of what we think of as black Friday now until, you know, kind of like much to like, the mid to late eighties for the rest of the country. And I was thinking about that and I was like, I didn't remember black Friday when I being a thing, when I was a kid, definitely. I didn't feel like it existed. No, it was just, you went shopping the day after Thanksgiving. That was like always just the thing. You just went to the store if you needed to go. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing your holiday shopping, a lot of people did wait till the day after Thanksgiving that triggered like their whole, you know, holiday season of wild spending before with black Friday. Cause yeah, I don't remember they were, the worst is cyber Monday. <laughs> Listen, we all know as New Jersey residents too, Philly, when mayhem erupts in Philly, it's, uh, it's not both of Mike D, both your brother and my brother went to school in Philly and both still live there. Correct. So we've been going there since the early nineties, um, when we were kids, you know, and it's fair to say, I mean, I've always known when, when mayhem goes down in Philly, you get the fuck out of there. Like we talk all the shit in the world about Jersey and it's got its own brand of insanity. But I mean, have you, have you guys, you guys ever heard about the karate riot in Philly? <laughs> no. Do you know about this? That there was a, like some karate movie that was shown in a theater in Philly and, and it sounds fake, but there's actually interviews where black thought from the roots was in the theater and has talked public about this where, this karate movie, it was just some, you know, from that era of like schlocky grindhouse movies, this like early 80s, late 70s karate movie was shown and all the teenagers in there got up, started doing karate on each other and then took the to the streets and started like bashing in store windows and then attacking the people inside with karate. And there was a karate riot because they saw a movie and they liked it. And that's a Philly thing. So I'm not... Today was Kung Fu Friday. I'm not shocked to hear that Black Friday has its roots as riots in Philly. Every year we watch the same movie. The first time that I went to Philly <laughs> solo by myself, I guess I was, you know, 18 or 19. I went to visit, to visit Greg, your brother, when he was going to school down there. So I took the train down and Greg was like, okay take a bus and meet me at this place. So I go to meet him at like this bus stop near where he's going to school and I get out and there's a hundred police cars. Everything is cordoned off and there's serious police running around like, you know, SWAT team type of police. And I ask them what's going on and they say, Oh, there's a really serious hostage situation happening and everything is closed for eight square blocks. So I end up basically like milling around North Philadelphia by myself for several hours while this situation resolves itself. This is like pre-cell phone era, at which point I finally find your brother and he was stuck on the other side of this and couldn't get out. But that was my first like adult experience of going to Philly alone. It's a crazy place. I like Philly though. It's always scary up there. It was, it was. I, I used to stay with him. I'd be 14, 15 years old and we'd just be hearing like gunshots not far. It, it was, it was wild. But Black Friday having its roots there, it does make a lot of sense. 
makes a lot of sense. Well, and the, the, the overarching spill off to this whole thing is that there are several groups that track this, but since 2006, in the United States, more than 17 people have died and more than 125 people have been injured in Black Friday related incidents. I believe it. And Mike D, uh, while that's the national number, you've done a really incredible job. You've broken down a brief history of Black Friday incidents in New Jersey that I think our listeners are going to love. Yeah, we can. We can. I think both of you are going to know a lot of these incidents because they're pretty famous. But I will frame this by saying that so everyone feels good listening to this podcast that New Jersey is the seventh least likely state that you will encounter Black Friday violence in. So statistically, that's good. We're all the way at the, at the bottom. <laughs> seventh least likely. Yeah. Okay. Tennessee being the most likely state. Well, you were in close, but really, okay. you know, statistics being what they are, huh. when you normalize this for population, we are in the top 20 overall for Black Friday violence. So we actually have a lot of this occurring, but we have so many people that your chances of running into it are fairly low. They're actually very low if you stay in your home on Black Friday, like I will. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll bring the violence to you. Um, I love this list you've put together. Wachung. They have so so I was in I was in Bergen County on uh on Sunday and uh shout out to our good friend Don who recommended an excellent place to, to have dinner, which we did. But I I was explaining to someone that I was with they were like, well, why is everything closed? And I was like, well, Bergen County still has blue laws and basically almost everything is closed on Sundays. So I saw that, you know, the town of Wachung in Bergen County actually enacted a few years ago, gray laws for Black Friday. And what they said is that basically like, no matter what your business is, it must be closed before 10 PM on Thanksgiving. And then you can't reopen, I think till it was like nine or 10 AM on Black Friday. So basically what they did was they stopped people from like waiting in line and doing all that stuff because they didn't like the chaos that was involved in it. And apparently the the town council said that this is like strictly enforced, that they actually send police around to check that stores are not staying open. The next on your list is a place that we've all either been to. I mean, I've been here. We've all driven past it, certainly. Nick, I know you know the image of this place well from all your time working at the airport, the Jersey Gardens in Elizabeth. It's right there. I wasn't aware that they had a, sh- a Black Friday shooting a- as recently as 2018. They did. Between the Marshalls and the Tommy Hilfiger, uh, there was a shooting. They probably have more shootings on other days that are not Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I've been to that Ikea over there many times. I used to always hit that Toys R Us because uh, they used to have 3%, so I'd buy like all the gifts there. Oh, everybody loved those taxes over there. Everybody loves it. But that was a great Toys R Us. It was huge. We got Maze Landing, South Jersey, making the list. 2016, a man shot and killed outside the Hamilton Mall. But uh, but this is very interesting, Mike. This next piece of info you tracked down, I really like. The police seem to think... So this, this man that was shot and killed at the Hamilton Mall in Maze Landing was shot and killed outside in the parking lot. And the police, from what I read, seem to think that whoever his murderers were, were just using Black Friday as like a cover with the chaos to kill this man in the parking lot because they said he wasn't there shopping and he wasn't involved in like any kind of like, you know, uh, tickle me Elmo fight to get a doll. It was just something that happened like away from everything else. So it was possibly like very clever criminals trying to, to just use this as a cover to kill someone. 
Now, this next one does not seem to be related to New Jersey at all, but I can see why you included it because it's, I think, your dream newspaper headline. This might be one of the greatest headlines that I've ever read. Which This is a Black Friday thing that happened, but it's shirtless man uses belt as a whip outside Vancouver Black Friday sale. And there is a great video of this man, just a shirtless Canadian man whipping people with his belt on Black Friday to kind of like clear space for himself. So listen, this is of course, New Jersey is the world. And uh, we take that seriously, but a shout out to our Canadian friends. That's worth including, certainly. Uh, A guy taking off his shirt and his belt to get the best deals. I like that. Takes a lot of effort, right? To remove your own belt to use as a weapon in a public space. It's pretty. Unless you're Pootie Tang. It is a Pootie Tang moment. (laughs) The only way that's acceptable is if that was Canadian Pootie Tang out there (laughs) deflecting bullets up out there in Vancouver. Uh, Garfield, 2013, all roads lead to Garfield, baby. Tell me what happened in Garfield in 2013, Mike T. To me, I feel like this event is probably like the prototypical Black Friday incident that people think of. So at the poor Garfield, someone's in Garfield and a man was there for a Black Friday sale and there was some kind of disagreement where he didn't get the television that he wanted at like the door buster price. So he's got into a big argument with the manager and the the argument with the manager escalated into violence and they called the police. The police came, the man started fighting with the police and attacked the police. And then he was pepper sprayed, arrested and, and dragged out of the Garfield Walmart. But this to me is like the essence of the whole thing is that people feel so slighted that they don't get their deal that the next thing you know, you're fist fighting the cops in Garfield. Like this is a problem. And, um, it is unique to this day. Like, I don't know who this person was, what his criminal record was, if he'd had any incidents before. But you have to imagine, like, people who are like, oh, yeah, let's let's wake up early and go see if we can catch a deal. They just can't imagine. They've been programmed. They've been programmed for this. They can't imagine that capitalism could ever take it so far that they're going to be fighting the authorities in a lawless way. I mean, if there's anything, Mike D., that comes close to shirtless man uses belt as whip outside Vancouver Black Friday sale. It is the next group. I mean, if you, I feel like knowing you since childhood, this is the type of story you would invent. Oh, the Black Friday bandits? Tell me about the Black Friday bandits. This is, this blows my mind. I, I somehow, this slipped under my radar. So we, I think a lot of people here probably know where the union target is, right? It's kind of in that like Vauxhall, like, section of union and black Friday an armed, an organized armed gang goes into the union target. (laughs) They hide in the bathroom for several hours. They wait until the store is closed and everyone leaves. They put on masks. They come out with firearms and they go directly to where the people are transferring the money from the safe, I guess, to do like a night drop or like an armor car drop. They tie everyone up, take the money, run out of the back parking lot where there's a car waiting on the side of Route 78 to pick them up and they get away clean. And eventually they're caught a number, you know, sometime after this. But that's really crazy. Like they waited for Black Friday and they knew that would be the day where there would be the most cash in the store. And that had to have been an inside job would be my guess. Someone applied and got a job 
at that target in like August to make sure they were fully integrated into the system by Black Friday. And they knew where the safe was. Or the guy who does the transfer the money off the guard truck, like owed somebody a ton of money. It's like, yo, if I tell you like the pickup times for such and such, you could just hide in the bathroom and come in there. You've got to be a real trooper to be able to hide in a Target bathroom on Black Friday and defend that stall space for several hours. People must have been like pounding on those stalls. Like, come on, man. Come on. My kid's shitting his pants. <laughs> get out. Like you don't get killed down there. They were eventually caught and sentenced to 10 plus years each for this crime though. Wow. Did you read up on how they got caught? Oof. They, so I wasn't able to find out like any, it, there was no details of how, like all I was able to find out was what the sentencing was, unfortunately. Like, um, I imagine, I, I guess probably their inside person, they put pressure on and they rolled and that would be my guess. But again, I don't know that for a fact. We've got another Jersey Gardens incident, 2017, uh, a giant brawl breaks out. Love that. That one's notable because it has a good video. Um, and I, I try not to watch like videos of people fighting on the internet because it makes me feel bad about myself. But yeah. um, but this is a good brawl because there's so many people just fighting. I mean, it's like a straight kumite in the in the, in the Jersey Gardens mall. Why? I mean, if in 2017 there's a giant brawl. And in 2018, someone gets killed at Jersey Gardens. You got to think that most of us in Jersey go, I'll just pay full price for a DVD. I'll go to Short Hills. Rather than potentially get killed off the side of the turnpike in Elizabeth. Some of the deals are amazing. It's a, <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like, you know what I mean? I get it. It's just like, I'm not going to, I'm just not like are motivated. Are you ready to drive? Like, like are they get, so amazing that you're you ready get to a like, 1200, you know, roll up to Elizabeth like it's the fucking warriors and you got to face down somebody else? You can go to any of your local malls in New Jersey and pretend you're a warrior on that day. I would just do it on the internet. Like I bought- All warriors are welcome. Two Black Friday things this year. And I just bought them on the internet and it was no big deal. I don't have to go wait in line. Got to keep those Amazon guys working, man. A um, couple more and then I'm going to try something. I'm going to try something here. Um, this one is infuriating. Like we can laugh at all the people acting insane. Somebody fighting the cops. They had a really bad day, but we can laugh at that person. A Princeton couple was once arrested because their four-year-old was found wandering in a hotel at 4 a.m. because they had gone out for Black Friday deals. Oh, that's just terrible. This is more infuriating than it even sounds because <laughs> this actually occurred in Westchester, New York. So this couple from Princeton took their four-year-old, drove to Westchester, they went up there. rented a hotel room just to go to Black Friday mall sales out there. And then they woke, they like left the hotel room at three in the morning to go wait in line, left their toddler who got out of the room and was found wandering the hotel. That's sad, man. The rest of the world is not going to New York State because New York State has higher sales tax. So why would you go to New York to like- Maybe it was something specific. Go buy gifts. I'd go to them Woodbury outlets. I bet it was them Woodbury outlets. That would make sense. And they were from Princeton, these people? Of course they were from Princeton. Come on, only someone from Princeton would do that. That's it, listen. another reason to hate Princeton. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say this. I heard they grew up in Short Hills. This story, people from Princeton driving to Westchester- this is only even, this is barely even tangentially related to New Jersey in any way. No, but think about this. The, the only, these people, Princeton people, 
Here I go, Nick. The only <laughs> monocle outlet on the East Coast is up there. So, th- so that's <laughs> is in Westchester. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. These fucking people, Nick. I, I've, I've. Anytime a rich town comes up, I now just watch you giggle to goad me into it. These Princeton fucks, man. Acting like they're better than us. Oh, you have a special yeah, hatred for Princeton that, on they top think of that. They're so much better than Rutgers, right down the road. Fuck you. That other story. Still, every time I think of it, I get like, I get like nervous. Well, what when I went and broke into the guy's dorm room in Princeton? And th- you probably would have like buried him behind a dorm or something. Like, oh, dude, it was. I'm lucky. I. I mean, that's 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 perhaps the most the most. Thank unhinged. God you found jujitsu yeah, after later, that. Years later, <laughs> taught me how. Teach me some real life skills on that one. Um, I'm going to go ahead and call an audible and we can cut this if we want. You guys tell me what you think. I think this has been really good. I think this is a really good mini episode. We can put it out here as a thank you to our fans. We're going to put this on the main feed. I'm going to go ahead and say this version of the show is going out on the main feed. We're going to continue taping everybody and we're going to tell our own tales of retail hell. We're going to play some games. We're going to further explore the idea of Black Friday. And that's for patrons only. I don't think we've ever tried this before. And I'm going to, I'm going to make it a little bit more work. So we're going to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thank you all for supporting us and listening. If you are a free feed listener, we hope you enjoyed this. We hope you enjoy everything we put out. And if you're a patron, thank you even more. Stay tuned, patrons, because you're going to get a little bit extra uh, on the Patreon. I'm going to go ahead and have to put out... The free feed version in in the podcast reader, but you can go to patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world and in that player, listen to an extended version of this episode right there. Bang for the buck, baby. Happy holidays. Thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the world. New Jersey is the world is Chris Gethard, Nikki Bonaduce, Don Finelli, Andrea Quinn, Carson Cop, and Mike D. New Jersey is the world is produced and edited by Carson Cop, Mike D, and Andrea Quinn. You can find us online at New Jersey is the world and on Instagram at New Jersey is the world. Also, please feel free to reach out and leave us a voicemail by contacting the home office of New Jersey is the World at 973-780-4660 in regards to anything show or New Jersey related. Please subscribe and listen to more episodes of New Jersey is the World on your favorite podcast service. If you're looking to join our extremely opinionated and Jersey-ish community, head on over to Patreon.com and search for New Jersey is the World. We have merch, which you can find at BelowTheCollar.com after searching for Chris Gethard. Once again, thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the World, where New Jersey is the world.